everybody. How you doing? I want to welcome you to another episode of the No Takers Podcast. And I'm your delighted host, Carlos Gilbert. And why are you delighted, you ask? Well, I'm delighted that you're taking some time out of your day to listen. Hear what the Holy Spirit is saying and allowing Him to bring you into a place of freedom. i got some great news to share. So stay tuned because we're about to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, and dudes and dudettes. Yeah, I, I was a fan of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Wayne's World. But uh, anyways, that's for a completely different podcast. Uh, great news to share with you. Drum roll, please. We've made it to the halfway mark, everybody. That's right. The halfway mark of the best, worst episodes ever of the Note Takers podcast. Now, if you don't know why I say that, just go back to listen to episode 0.0 and then just continue on and then catch up with us a little bit later. But now, um, if you don't know, just in case you're ever wondering, um, you're probably wondering how I get all these sounds and stuff. Well, I want you to know that I actually have a live audience here in front of me. And uh, and we really, I get all them to do their sound by actually holding cards up. So watch. I'm going to hold up this card. This card means to scream and shout. Uh, so I'm going to hold up this card. Okay, here we go. Card up. Card down. Card up. Card down. Not really loud. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, no, okay, okay, all right, I'm sorry, but we have to continue with the podcast. Now, I have this live audience here in front of me because it kind of helps me to uh, stay engaged and, and just really help me to move along on this podcast, so I hope you enjoy them. Okay, okay quiet, please, quiet, quiet, I'm recording, okay, let me, let me finish this up. Thank you, all right. <laughs> all right, well, hey, everybody, today's episode 0.4. Now, this means five more episodes, and we're going to do some things different that God has put in my heart. So keep listening for what's ahead by tuning into the podcast and following us at Notetakers619 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also check out our YouTube channel, Notetakers Official. If you subscribe to it, it'll notify you every single time we update something and put something on there for you to check out. All right? So now let's get started here. We uh, Last week we went and we put ourselves in the place of Lazarus. Now Lazarus was a guy that we called him Jesus' homeboy uh, last week and um, basically uh, he was sick and unfortunately he passed away and uh, Jesus heard about it and so Lazarus' sisters Martha and Mary uh, called for him and he delayed uh, and then Jesus showed up and so when they saw Jesus they expressed regret for Jesus not being there but yet they struggled with what he could or what he should do in this particular situation. And um, Jesus, when he showed up and started seeing everyone around, he really began to get filled with anger. And uh, people mistake that, that scripture as Jesus wept as him having some sort of sorrow or sadness to the fact that Lazarus had died. But we looked at it and he already knew why, why he was there. He was there for the glory of God to be revealed. And so he began to get angry because of the effects of this sinful nature that was grabbing hold and bringing so much grief to his dear friends. And so in that moment, he declares that he is the resurrection and the life, and they believed him. 
And so Lazarus, the man who was dead due to worldly effects, was raised back to life and then he was let loose. And so last week we ended up the topic with how when Jesus calls you, uh, even though you might be in the grave and you might have things that are dead, that you could be raised to life and be let loose for the glory of God. So now we're going to pick up right where we left off, which is in John chapter 11, verse 45 through 54. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things that Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all. Nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and not that the whole nation should perish. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then from that day on they plotted to put him to death. Therefore Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews, but went from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with his disciples. I found it interesting here to see that Caiaphas, one of the high priests that ended up being responsible for the death of Jesus, actually prophesied earlier that Jesus would be the one to die, not only for the nation, but also for those who were scattered abroad. Now, as I was reading this, I began to wonder if at the beginning of the year, if Caiaphas had had a heart that began to believe in Jesus and the works that he did, but then got scared or pressured when others who were his peers looked to him to condemn Jesus in order to keep their status among the people. So how many times have you believed then you were pressured among those whom you were around or out of fear of losing your place or status in others' eyes denied what was going on like God doing things in your life and you know or maybe you've been going to this church and God's doing many things in this church and yet you have your outside influence whether it be school college or work and um, maybe you even share with them some of the things that are going on and they're like you know begin to pressure you now I, I can recall to a, a story that happened in my life and that story is about my real dad he was an alcoholic, and at one point in his life, he gave his life to Christ and started going to church. But then his mom started pressuring him. And what? Now you're not going to drink anymore? Is that the problem? And now that you're going to church, you're going to be all good and blah, blah, blah. And so my dad, he started believing, right? He started going to church. He was becoming the family man that he should have been. But then... All of a sudden, here comes the pressure. Here comes his status, right? He was his mom's son. And, uh, you know, he had people of uh, realm of influence. He was around, very social. So he would drink as, as a part of that network. And so what would happen is he would begin to give in to that. And that became his downfall. And, uh, you know, and so he went back to drinking. And therefore, it overtook his life. And therefore, he stopped going to church. And things happen as a result of that. So it is difficult to stand amidst the dissent of others who choose to deny what actually happened in your life, right? So uh, you, even you, uh, you're seeing all this stuff goes on and it's hard to stand when you have those friends who are around you. Sometimes 
you know, you're going to have to move on. You know, this causes us as note takers to take a pause when we begin to get around the situation. My question is, like, what if you were Caiaphas? You know, you had your journal and you wrote a prophecy. Uh, note takers is all about doing this, right? Writing things down or taking note of what the Holy Spirit has said to you. And so the Holy Spirit would speak to you. So in this case, we see that, you know, the Spirit of God spoke to Caiaphas and gave him a prophecy. He wrote it down. And, uh, you know, perhaps even you had awesome experience in God's presence. And yet there's times of pressure that has come upon you. And now you question what was even said, like what you wrote down. So when these times happen, you really have to get away from the noise and you have to get back into your journal and you have to read or see what God had said to you and you have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? You know, you, you, you have to make it clear again, Holy Spirit, and then apply it to your life and watch how you avoid some of life's most avoidable traps. Yes, most avoidable is what I said. In our lives, we have to really begin to go back to the Word of God. Now, one thing I say uh, is that the Word of God is alive and powerful. And uh, I tell people, if you don't believe that, just begin to go back to Genesis chapter 1. God spoke the Word, and He spoke the world into existence. And if you don't believe that's alive and powerful, well, just go outside, you know, or as you're driving, uh, just look outside your window <laughs> and begin to see how powerful God's Word is. Now, in contrast to what we read, we're going to begin to take a look at Mary. Now, Mary uh, displays a little bit more of what should be going on. So let's start in chapter 12, verse 1 through 8. Then, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold for three hundred denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now, Mary, being a woman, to do something like this amongst a group of men in the manner that she did it probably could have gotten her killed. Now, uh, she heard all the reports, right? Everything that was going on. Here we go. She saw Lazarus raised from the dead. And all these things are happening, and obviously she's in, you know, with all the Jewish people because Bethany was a place where uh, a lot of the, you know, Jewish people would go, and so she was amongst the crowd and was well known amongst the people, and so she already heard all the reports, some of them being very good, uh, meaning that many of the Jews have turned to Christ and said, yes, you're the Messiah, and you know, you're here to 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 save us all, and then there are some that say, no way, man, he's going to remove our status, and he is. Uh, going to be the one that uh, is going to rise up against us and, and so we have to kill him. And so she's already, you know, in this place where she's caught in between in the society and uh, yet here she is doing something that is so unaccustomed for a woman to do. And so she knew she was going to see Jesus again and so she began to work to do everything necessary to break through the barriers to bring this offering that she had for him. She sacrificed her life literally in this moment and she even spent more than others thought she should have. And she did all this pouring out herself only to, in the midst of her worship, 
be belittled by a person who, out of his own sinful heart, sought to take the worth out of what she did. And I want to encourage you because the honest truth in the middle of all of this is that no one can ever take what your worship is worth away from you. Every time you worship, it's worth so much to God. Every sacrifice you make, it is worth so much to God. Every time you act out in your worship, there will always be a, you should have done this, or a, you should have done that. A something that is trying to steal all that you gave. And that's exactly like Judas, right? He wanted to steal something for himself. He was, in essence, the enemy trying to steal, kill, and destroy, as Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10. But here, listen as the Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks only what God would say. And I pray that you hear him speak against the devil, saying, Leave her alone. That's what Jesus said to Judas. Leave her alone. Every act of worship will prepare the way for God to do something that is unknown. Mary laid there at Jesus' feet, wiping his feet in gratitude for what Jesus had done. The enemy tried to come and steal her joy away, but Jesus fought for her. Her act of worship paved the way for what was about to take place. You see, Jesus was soon going to the cross to prove he was the resurrection and the life. And so how much more will God do this for you? You see, when you come to Him, going past the noise, remembering what He did and what He has done, breaking through the barriers and taking heat in the middle of your worship, Jesus will speak up. He stands up for you and He shuts the mouth of the enemy. So God did this for Mary. Wouldn't He do this for you? I want to remind you because, in fact, He did do this for you. Romans 5.8 says how God demonstrated His own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This should make you all the more jump into a place just like Mary did to lavish your love upon Him, to pour out and to work towards doing everything you can to bring something that's so costly that... If others were to find out what you did, they would just go berserkies. Yet God will show up in the midst of all that. And really, you'll begin to see that what you have done is paving a way for what's to come in the future. So, wow, let's continue. Uh, let's, now I'm gonna, We're going to continue in these verses here. And we're going to jump back and look at the one who was called out and let loose. Do we remember him? His name was Lazarus, right? So he was let loose, but now here we find him having a bounty on his head as well. In verse 9, it says, Now a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, meaning Jesus, and they came, but not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. Now, are you likening yourself to Lazarus now that you are loose? My question is, are, are many others, because of your account, believing in God? I know that these are tough questions, but I really urge you to listen to the Holy Spirit and, and watch and, and, and hear and, and learn how God is drawing you in, drawing us in to help us to know that we can trust Him. It always gets better. And we can see that like in every story that we read, right? But let's continue in this particular chapter because it does get better in this one. In verse 12, it says, The next day a great multitude that had come to the feast 
when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel! Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. The disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered, <laughs> hashtag note takers, that these things were written about him, and that they had done these things to him. Therefore, the people who were with him, when he called Lazarus out of his tomb and raised him from the dead, bore witness. For this reason, the people also met him, because they heard that he had done this sign. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, You see that you are accomplishing nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. Wow, what a statement that they would even say. They said that the world has gone after him because of all of these things that has happened. So today on this podcast, I just really want to leave this with you. Last week, Lazarus, Mary, and Martha didn't get their way. In fact, their answer was delayed. It seemed as if the one who was supposed to care didn't care. However, when they saw him, Jesus, they spent time with him, their hope was renewed. The glory of God was revealed in that which was dead. And many believed as a result of a personal account. And when you couple that personal account with worship, we see God rise to defend. And it's just really puzzles everyone who's around even the enemy who would be against you it leaves them with nothing left to be able to do except to say look the world has gone after him or shall we say the note taker has gone after him he's so crazy and you know it is so fitting but we do go after him and we do and must go towards the same direction the same journey he took and that journey is to the cross. Note taker of all that is said, may you journey after him, following him to the cross, being like Lazarus who is dying to himself and yet being raised, causing others to follow you to the cross to receive all that you need in order for the resurrection and life to show up and let you and let them loose. Father, I thank you for this time that we've had to spend in your word and to spend with you. God, today, as we engage in our hearts in worship, whether we're in the midst of working, in the midst of taking care of our children, in the midst of managing a business, God, that you're in the center of it all with us. And may our hearts be at your feet, lavishing our praise upon you, lavishing our thanks upon you, and giving you everything that we could and, and everything that we can in this day. Father, you're revealing to us more of who you are, showing up in the situations, showing up as the resurrection and the life, giving us hope for the days ahead. Help us, Lord, to go to the cross like you did, to decrease so that you may increase more and more in our lives. And God, I ask you that you would give us ears to hear what you desire to say to us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Yeah, all right. Well, I want to thank you again for joining me on today's podcast. We will be rolling out episode 0 0.5 next Tuesday. I hope you're like me and cannot wait. We will be looking deeper into Martha which is commonly seen in the main scripture that we looked at in Luke chapter 10 as someone who has some issues. But really, I think we can find ourselves all like her, but we can really pull out a little bit more of her 
and uh, her heart and, and all of this that was going down. So note takers, please join me and again, share with your friends, uh, send it out, uh, shout it out and uh, comment and like everywhere you can and let other people know this is not about me, this is all about getting the word of God out there and sharing our journey with them, right? Becoming like Lazarus and becoming like Mary and having our lives uh, be an account of what God is doing. God is not dead and God is doing things in our lives and really we just have to begin to speak it out. So it's not all about you guys listening today, but it is also about you speaking it out. So again, don't only share this podcast, but share what God is doing in your life. Do it with your friends, post it on our Facebook page, and let me know as well. I'd love to share it with others who listen to this podcast. They would never know unless you begin to share it out, right? So thanks again. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. And remember, take note of what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Apply it to your life and allow Him to walk you to a place of freedom. God bless you guys. Peace out.